Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus, save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Today in business from Wired. The climate bill will electrify more delivery vans and trucks. Tax credits in the Inflation Reduction Act could incentivize U.S. business owners, beyond big companies like Amazon and Walmart, to buy zero emission EVs. By Ariane Marshall. When it comes to the electrified future of transportation, passenger vehicles get all the love. Automakers are eager to sell you their latest and greatest muscled up EVs, like Ford's electric version of the F 150 truck. General Motors makes electric Hummers now. Tesla and its fan base exists. Regulators are helping out. California this week formalized its plan to ban the sale of new gas-powered cars and passenger trucks by 2035. Commercial vehicles, that less glitzy segment of the auto industry, get less attention but also need reinventing to stop or at least slow climate change. Medium and heavy-duty trucks alone, that is weighing between 19,500 and 60,000 pounds, account for 7% of the country's total greenhouse gas emissions annually, according to the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Gas and diesel trucks emit smog and soot-forming nitrogen oxides, or NOx, which are linked with asthma and even premature death, affecting an estimated 72 million Americans who live near freight routes, according to the U.S. government. Closer to home for many city dwellers, the rise of e-commerce could mean 36% more delivery vehicles in the world's largest cities by 2030, according to a recent World Economic Forum report, and a similar increase in their carbon emissions. Meanwhile, in the U.S., commercial vehicles are projected to decarbonize more slowly than passenger cars, in large part because it's so expensive to develop and buy heavier-duty electric technology. Now, some provisions of the new federal climate bill, the Inflation Reduction Act, take aim at those commercial vehicles. The law's tax credits for buyers of electric passenger vehicles have won widespread attention, but the support it offers for buying commercial electric vehicles could be more significant. 
Smaller commercial vehicles, such as vans or pickup trucks, qualify for a credit of 30% of the purchase price, up to $7,500 per vehicle. The same as for passenger vehicles, a pretty good deal. But the bill offers a great deal for buyers of medium and heavy-duty trucks, whose credit is capped much higher, at $40,000. On top of that, private or commercial buyers hoping to install charging infrastructure in their homes or businesses will qualify for a 30% tax credit up to $300,000, a big chunk of the price. The new policy could supercharge the credit commercial truck and van industry in the U.S., an analysis released recently by the Rocky Mountain Institute, a sustainability research organization, estimates that the new law could help urban, regional, and long-haul trucks hit price parity with their diesel counterparts years earlier than planned. That's the point at which the total cost for owning an electric vehicle is the same as for gas or diesel vehicles, an especially important measure for business owners, who track costs more closely than your average car driver. Any tax credits are going to speed up that parity, says Eamon Mulholland, who studies heavy-duty vehicle electrification at the International Council on Clean Transportation and has researched electric trucks and vans. The new climate bill also provides funding to electrify more postal trucks. 60% of new truck sales could be electric by 2030, RMI estimates in its new analysis. By 2035, the trucking industry could cut its emissions in half compared to what would have happened without the bill. The climate bill took a somewhat far-off future and shifted it to either in play now or something that will be very soon, says Dave Mullaney, a principal at RMI who focuses on carbon-free transportation. Delivery vehicles, including postal trucks, are especially attractive candidates for electrification. They travel relatively consistent and short routes, which means it's easier for companies to plan how to charge them and keep them charged. Many cities want to electrify deliveries because the vehicles travel into and through many neighborhoods, spreading pollutants and particles as they go. Plus, electrified deliveries make vehicle electrification more visible, perhaps prompting more people to consider buying an EV of their own. Even before the new climate bill, some big businesses had made big commitments to electrify their trucks and vans. Walmart signed a deal in July to purchase 7,500 electric delivery vans from the Arkansas startup Canoe and is reportedly already testing a few in Texas. Neither company responded to requests for comment. Last month, Amazon announced that its first electric delivery vehicles manufactured by the fledgling Californian automaker Rivian had hit the roads in several U.S. cities. The online retailer and investor in Rivian has said it would deploy 100,000 by 2030. Rivian's vice president of public policy, James Chen, said in a written statement that the commercial EV tax credits will accelerate the electrification of commercial vehicles, including some of the highest utilization and most polluting vehicles on the road. Amazon declined to comment on the new climate legislation. The greatest effort of the climate bill's support for commercial EVs might be felt outside the fleets of big companies like Amazon and Walmart, who are on their way to electrifying anyway, says Mullaney, with RMI. What I get excited about is, what does this mean for mom-and-pop businesses who don't have the budget that Amazon has, he says. Reducing the upfront costs of electrifying for those small businesses could make a big difference. But the electrification project could run up against the basic rules of supply and demand. Will there be electric trucks and vans for newly EV-curious business owners to buy? Maybe. As for passenger cars, trucks, and vans qualify for the new tax credits only if they're manufactured and assembled in the U.S., which many electric vans and trucks are. 
But commercial vehicles escape the requirement placed on passenger vehicles that says tax credits can be paid only on electric vehicles whose batteries and motor were made with materials that were mined and refined in North America, or countries with which the U.S. has free trade agreements. That means manufacturers can take advantage of the commercial vehicle tax credits without having to rework supply chains that begin in countries such as China. Mullaney says that could spur crucial investment into commercial electric technologies. Plenty of research and development is still needed to figure out how to create electric drivetrains that work for heavy and long-haul trucks. In a written statement, FedEx spokesperson Savannah Hager said there was still significant work to do, for example, to electrify trucks that travel long distances on highways. For some of the larger classes of electric trucks where long-range battery technologies are still under development, incentives will need to be adjusted to correlate with the actual costs of those technologies as they come to market, she wrote, while praising the other incentives included in the climate bill. FedEx has said it will electrify its pickup and delivery fleet by 2040, and announced earlier in the summer that it had taken its first delivery of 150 electric delivery vehicles from Brightdrop, the General Motors subsidiary. The transition, in other words, is still just beginning. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com slash business. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.